Something magical happens anytime I listen to a podcast. Whether it's a podcast about how to manage life, home, and business, sharing all the organizational things, or if it's business growth strategies, marketing X, Y, and Z, or just straight encouragement, something amazing happens. When I listen to podcasts, I feel incredibly empowered. I feel inspired. I feel capable of achieving the exact solution that the host is sharing in that particular episode. For a moment in my day, I feel hope, and that hope gives birth to joy and excitement. And while the change I may be hoping for might not necessarily come in the immediate aftermath of listening to that episode, listening to podcasts unlocks parts of me to reach the version of me that I know I will become. That is my hope here, here on this podcast, a deep longing and hope that when you listen to these episodes, you feel inspired, you feel encouraged, you feel heard and understood, that you know you have a friend and that she thinks you are awesome and believes that you are going to get to the exact destination you are hoping to go. And you will be that next level best version of yourself when you get there. And in the meantime, Here's another weekly dose of motivation and heart encouragement headed your way. Is your life overly overwhelmed? Do you find your peace in the middle of the chaos, driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day, all while chugging your second or third cup of coffee? Or maybe you're the queen or king of long-winded to-do list and ambitious dreams, all while struggling to remain content in the balance of everyday life. Welcome to the Best Day Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, wife, mama, high school teacher, and lifestyle blogger over at Graceful and Free. This is a place to encourage you, to remind you, to reassure you that you don't have to have it all together, that it's okay to not be okay, that you can actually thrive in the state of chaos, that you can embody grace, that the ordinary can be the extraordinary. Here to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Are you ready to live your best life every single day in grace and freedom? Then let's have the best day, friends. Not just today, but every single day. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 29 of the Best Day Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. It is your host, Haley, and I am, once again, so full of joy to be doing this. This is such a fun part of my weekend when I sit down and plan out and record the episode that I intend to share with you live first thing Monday morning. I hope your weekend was fabulous. I hope you are feeling rested and excited for a brand new week. Now, today's episode is a little different in terms of what I usually share on the podcast. And it's because I've been doing a little bit of soul searching lately. I am in the swing of all the things. And I've been thinking, if you find yourself listening to my podcast, then we probably have a good bit in common. So for me, I have lots of things I care about. I have lots of things I enjoy doing. And To be completely honest, I feel as if I live my most full of energy, excitement, best version of myself when I have way too much to do. 
And I know that can be problematic for some people, but hear me out. I thrive in that state of chaos. I thrive in the, oh my goodness, how in the world is any of these things going to get done? Throughout my entire professional career in the workforce, I have always been known for having too much on my plate and having to overcome and challenge new ways of thinking and looking at my schedule to figure out how in the world is this even possible to get the things done without forfeiting myself, without forfeiting my marriage, without forfeiting relationships, without forfeiting responsibilities. And to be honest, that challenge excites me. I I think it's fun and I might be weird or maybe we have something in common. Maybe you too also have lots of things that you care about, lots of things you're passionate about, lots of places and directions you feel like you are pulled all while finding all while feeling contentment in the many roles that you are, whether you are a wife or a mother or a teacher or a businesswoman, a student, a coach, whatever it is that you have on your plate, I'm sure there's multiple things that fill you with joy and multiple things that excite you. And so what I wanted to do was to speak to that person and to speak to your heart the heart that is very close to mine, and breathe a little bit of encouragement to you. I am beginning the fifth week of the school year tomorrow. So this will be the fifth week with students. This will be my sixth week back. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm counting weeks wrong here. And this is going to truly be just a run for the mill, okay? Right now, as I'm sure you're aware, if you have anything to do with any sort of busy season in a career, it's all or nothing, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I am just feeling like the energy source is running on a short fuse, but it's okay. We got this and I want to share a little bit of exciting encouragement and motivation for you to start your week off on a fantastic note. So you can actually have the best day. Okay. So today's episode is all about simple things you can do to organize your home so you can actually function in your daily life with more peace. Now, I am going to be very upfront and honest with you and share with you that these are four simple tips that I have been using within the last year of my own life to truly try and make my home a place of more peace, of less mess, and more simplistic, intentional living, okay? Now, if I were to, if somebody were to have told me a year ago that, hey, you're going to be recording a podcast episode on tips to organize your home so you can function with more peace, I would have laughed in your face because this is something that I struggled with a year ago. But since becoming a mom, knowing that there would be another life in our home that we needed to provide for and nurture a calm and sweet and endearing home environment in order to live the best life we can over here, I knew it was essential for me to figure out ways to tackle certain things in my home so that things weren't as crazy. All right. 
because the usual situation, and there's still some of this that does ring true, but we're getting better here. Sometimes after a crazy week, I'll get to Friday and I'll look throughout my I'll look throughout my house and I'll realize that, hmm, okay, the bathtub has become my own personal hamper and the laundry has exploded and multiplied and all my clothes have given birth to even more clothes and the kitchen is a disaster and all the clothes that I needed to hang up for the week are just sitting in this really tall pile of clothing on my shoe rack. And very often I would find myself in this same situation week after week, week after week. And then Friday night we'd be too tired and we'd wake up Saturday morning and then we have to spend the first two hours of our Saturday just hardcore hustling to get our place back to a state of just normalcy, a state where you can actually function and not be stressed out by looking at the surroundings. Now, a year later, since being a mom and working and having even more time restraints with my schedule, it's become even more of a priority to figure out how are we as a family going to organize our home in easy steps so we can live a healthier, wholer, more satisfying, more joyful, more joyful life. So I am not claiming that I know all the answers. I don't know all the answers. Even this morning before recording this podcast, I spent a good hour straightening up and tidying up and recentering areas of our home to be a little bit more optimal. Now, the tips I am going to share with you, I believe are something that can also help you if you too are looking for a way to feel a little bit more in control of the state of your home, especially if you are someone that works out of the house or is constantly being pulled in several different directions and feel like you're always on the go from one thing to the next, chasing the next thing. This is for you. And maybe you have more time on your hands and and maybe you can slow down a little bit more. And this is also for you because these are things you can easily do within your day, within your week to just take ownership of your household so you can really live from a place where you feel more peace and your family feels more peace where there's less physical stress. I truly believe that there are physical things in our environment that can cause us stress. There are physical stressors, things that we don't even realize causes us stress until we walk into a room, walk into a situation and realize, oh, why are my shoulders tense? Why do I feel like it's harder to breathe? Why do I now all of a sudden feel overwhelmed? Think about those times in your day. Think about those times in your life where you move through the motions and you all of a sudden realize, hey, five minutes ago, I was really good. I was calm. My breathing was centered. But now something has happened and I am in a little bit more of a chaotic place. Your body is incredibly smart and your body communicates with you so much throughout the day. But oftentimes we are so busy and so distracted that we don't even listen. We don't even notice what our body is trying to say. We can learn a lot from being still and just really being one with ourselves in the moment that we are in to see how do I really feel? How am I really doing? What can my physical environment and my physical stressors tell me about the state of my affairs? Okay, so four simple tips, four things that you should easily be able to do over the next week, over the next couple of weeks, 
that you can utilize to live in a place of more peace within your home. The very first thing is pretty simple. And if you were listening to last week's episode where I shared organizational tips for the classroom, so if you are a teacher or if you have a office space that is a pretty large space that can get a little cluttered, definitely go back to last week's episode. Check it out because it has some great tips for you in order to keep your office and workspace clean and organized. But today with the home, the first thing you want to do is make sure everything has a space. Every single thing you own needs a specific place. You need to be able to know exactly where things go. Once you know where things go, it becomes so much easier to keep a hold of things, to straighten up, to tidy up. If things are overwhelming in number and you just have too much stuff, then it's going to become impossible to be able to keep your home organized. But step number one to organizing your home, everything needs a actual space. So an example of this, I'm going to give you some examples to hopefully give you some ideas and inspiration. My favorite room to clean and keep organized in our entire home is my son's room. In creating his room, I wanted to make sure that every single thing had a very specific place where it needed to go. Diapers, diaper cloths, all of the toiletries, all of the, you know, healthy things that you or the wellness items that you have for your baby to keep baby healthy. I wanted to make sure socks had a place, toys, books, everything had a very, very specific place. So that way, when I'm using all these things that are a lot of things, Anytime we are changing or getting ready or, you know, nursing or whatever, I wanted to make sure there was a very specific place for these things to go. And the best part about this, it's fun to me. It's so fun. I was walking into my office a few minutes ago before recording this podcast episode and I saw a pacifier and a toy car and a ball all sitting on my desk. And I thought, okay, fun. I know exactly where these go. And I ran to his room and each went in their correct spot and it gave me joy. And maybe those things don't give you joy, but they absolutely give me joy. And so it was great to know that, okay, everything needs a specific space, a specific home. So if you are like, okay, that's a great idea, but I don't even know where to begin. Start small, start room by room, section by section, focus on the areas that Either you traffic a lot in your day or focus on the areas that stress you out the most, right? What would help you significantly? Is getting dressed in the morning and getting yourself ready in the morning, is that a little bit of overwhelm? Well, head there and start that first. That's actually on my upcoming to-do list. My bathroom was very, very organized, neat and tidy, but now my son loves to go through my bathroom cabinets and take everything out while I'm getting ready which of course is great because I need to get ready and it's, you know, something that occupies his time. But as a result, my own little organizational system under my bathroom cabinet is a little insane right now. So I need to go back and do that because that's something that will give me a little bit more peace. Okay. So number one, everything needs an exact space. All right. Number two, simplify and declutter. Less stuff is the easiest way to keep things organized and to keep things clean and tidy and neat. Okay, now you can do this. I will be honest and tell you that 
before my son was born, right? Everything for me, my son's birth was a huge turning point in me as how I keep things organized and in control over my home. I had no sense of time management, no sense of productivity, no sense of actual personal organization until my son was born. And I realized I have to change. Okay. So when my son was born, I was very, very fortunate. My mom came up pretty much three or four days a week. Um, come up. She lives like in 45 minutes away. And so she would come and spend a lot of time with me. I had an unexpected emergency C-section after 36 hours of um, labor. And so my recovery was very, very intense. And it also, the timing worked out to where this was my husband's very, very busiest season of his career. And so the time he took off for the baby being born was simply the induction and the C-section and the recovery in the hospital. So my mother came up and was literally an angel helping in every way, shape, and form the first several, several weeks after my son's birth. And one of the things that I had told her that I really wanted to do was I wanted to go through and clean out my clothes and my closet. I had accumulated a whole bunch of stuff over eight years of teaching And I needed to get a handle on it. And I knew that I needed to go through and just condense and get rid and donate things that I was no longer wearing because it got to the point that it was impossible for me to even keep up with any sort of laundry. I couldn't do it because the clothes had no place to go. There were clothes that just were overflowing out of all of my drawers between workout clothes and casual around the house clothes. It just was too much. And we sat in my bedroom. My sweet little boy was on the little snuggle me loungers in the middle of my bed. I was sitting on my bed and we would just go through drawer by drawer, section of the closet, section of the closet. We filled up eight giant size trash bags and donated all of them to Goodwill. And it felt incredible. It was the best feeling and I know I'm going to need to do it again because it just felt so good to get rid of all this extra stuff that I didn't need. And since then, it's been a whole lot easier to keep up with laundry. And for me, laundry has always been a weak point for me. So think about your home. Think about your life. Think about the things that are like your weakness, right? What's your Achilles heel? What are the things that you struggle with? And then focus in on that area and think to yourself, how can I work around this so that I can be on top of the problem and not behind it? How can I be up front and figure out a solution that gives you peace? Okay, so number two, simplify and declutter. Less stuff is a lot easier than more stuff. Now, again, just as the advice with number one, everything needing a space, Focus on one small thing at a time. Don't try to do this all at once. Think of it month by month. Maybe establish a month goal for you as to, okay, you know, this next month, September's coming up, I'm going to focus on my closet or I'm going to focus on my pantry. Just focus one item at a time per month to help you get back to a great square one. All right, number three, five-minute cleaning task that you can easily schedule throughout your week. This is something that we've done recently and... 
my husband and I have sat down and we've kind of talked through with one another what are easy five-minute tasks that have to get done every single week that don't actually take time. They take about five minutes. So for example, taking all of the trash, all of the trash cans in our bathroom, the laundry room, McCray's bathroom. Um, I think that's the only trash cans that are upstairs. So an easy task would be take a trash bag, dump all the other trash into that trash bag, and then come downstairs and take the trash in the bathroom downstairs, trash can, and bring it to the garage, right? That takes no more than five minutes. And I now know that every Monday evening, our trash comes on Tuesday, every Monday evening, I am going to go and complete this task. Now, you might think that's great. We do that all the time. Yes, that's awesome. But for me, I really needed to visualize and think through and talk with my husband as to what are easy, easy things we can do in our home that take no more than five minutes that would help us constantly have a more functional, peaceful residence, right? Wiping down different parts of the home that you frequent often, or whether or not this is quickly just scrubbing through the toilet to clean the toilet. This is going to depend based on you, but actually just take some time to think of what are easy, easy five-minute cleaning tasks that you can schedule. Wiping down the shutters. We have gorgeous plantation shutters in our home, and they can accumulate a lot of dust. So an easy five-minute task would be to take certain areas of our home and wipe that down or go through, you know, McCray's room and, and, and dust, just things that don't take time and actually put them on paper and know when they're going to happen. So as you start your week, look at your week ahead and go, okay, Monday evening, it's going to be a five minute, you know, empty the trash can. Wednesday, I'm going to clean the toilets. Just finding ways to easily in little bite-sized pieces, handle cleaning to help your home be more tidy. Hopefully that made sense. I was trying to not go off on a tangent there, but hopefully you understand that. Now, number four. Number four is probably the most important thing of all. And if you are living with a partner, if you are married, if you have somebody that is significant in your life that helps you as, hey, we are on the same team, This is going to be so, so important. Number four, communication and partnership with your person. Communication and partnership with your spouse. You guys are a team. And while the dynamics of your relationship are probably a little bit different than the dynamics of my relationship, at the end of the day, you're a team and you share responsibilities, right? In our home, both my husband and I work and our son is in daycare and we both have to share a lot of the responsibilities of taking care of the home because of our schedules. And for both of us, we have different times of the year where our jobs are more heavy in workload than others. For me, it's usually around grading deadlines or the beginning of the semester, the end of the semester, the weeks where there's extra meetings or open house, things like that are more stressful and demanding on me. And then of course my husband's job, they have you know quarters where they have a whole lot of deadline and a whole lot of responsibility where it's extra hours on end than normal. And so we just have this understood sense within our home and our marriage that when one of us is going through a more stressful time, the other one naturally is gonna pick up a little bit more of the responsibility. This past week, 
kind of hard week for me with work. Lots of things going on, lots taking place. My husband was incredible. From crockpot meals he put together while he was working during the day to having dinner completely ready, the kitchen completely ready after, you know, McCray's bedtime to cleaning the floors during his lunch break. Just things that aren't a shock because I'm not about that type of thing where it's like, oh my gosh, wow, women are only supposed to be in charge of cleaning the household, right? Like there is part of me that wanting to be a perfectionist while I am a working mom also wants to excel in every areas as if I was a stay-at-home mom, right? That Because I am a perfectionist mentality, there's a huge part of my heart that always is trying to like excel in every capacity and I can't. I fail all the time, okay? So I want to throw that out there. And my husband is incredible because he can show up any given day and be there and take ownership of responsibilities around the house from a place where we both know, hey, we're a team, we're in this together and we help each other out. So the fourth step here is communicate with your spouse, be on the same page with your spouse and work together as an actual partnership. Talk about what that looks like. Talk about what are things that you really love to do that your spouse doesn't like to do, right? Justin really isn't a fan of folding laundry. So I know that more of my responsibility is folding the laundry because I actually find that very relaxing and therapeutic. I'm weird. I know I totally am. But there are other things that he likes to do or he's a lot better at. He can clean so fast. I don't know what happens to me. I get so distracted and, you know, pulled in so many different directions. But he's really good at just hardcore cleaning a space, whether it's the kitchen, the bathrooms. And so we have strengths and weaknesses Utilize that, have that conversation and talk with one another to see what is going to work for us. Okay. So I truly hope that today's episode could give you a little bit of empowerment for your home. So whether you are driving into work right now or driving home from work, or maybe you are in the home listening to this, I want you to know that you absolutely can live in a place that is free of chaos, that is free of clutter, that feels good, that feels the way a home should feel. Now, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be spotless, right? Homes are full of life and love and joy and memories and all the good, good things. But it can be a place where you feel peace and that peace can absolutely come from your physical environment. So start off by taking a look around and really figuring out where everything goes and making sure everything has an exact space where it can belong. Then simplify and declutter. Less is more and it's great to have less things so that way everything has a very specific spot and then it can be used well to its fullness. Number three, figure out easy five-minute cleaning tasks that you can schedule throughout the week ahead of time so you know when things are gonna get done. And four, communicate and establish a strong partnership with your spouse. You guys are on the same team and you can do this. Start small. Just focus one area at a time. Focus on those places that cause you the most stress and or the spaces that you frequent often. Take a deep breath. Envision how you're going to feel when you can reach this goal environment for your own home and know 
that this is absolutely possible and you can absolutely do it. I truly hope this gave you a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of motivation. I hope you're feeling pumped up just as I feel anytime I listen to a podcast. I hope you know you are capable of conquering your day, of conquering that to-do list, and feeling good all at the same time. I truly wish that you have the greatest day today and this week, and I cannot wait to do this again next week as we say hello to September next week on the Best Day Podcast. Until then, friends, have the best day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive vibes, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Podcast Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember, your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and in freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friends.